Hello everybody, this is Randy and Chad, and this is Theme Team Prob, again, second week, episode two, The Phantom Menace. <laughs> We're here to talk about hero clicks, comic books, and everything in between that we just want to talk about. Yes. And for this episode, for the occasion of Endgame... Which we just saw a few days ago, and it was amazing. We saw it Sunday night um, yes. in Pasadena. Yes. Fort, Fort, Arcolite, Arcolite yeah. in Pasadena, California, and we want to talk about how the future of the MCU and how it pertains to Endgame. Yes. So what happens next? What happens next, and what is not next is what I want to talk about. Like what's unlikely to yeah, happen. What's next. unlikely to happen cuz like right now everybody has their own theories and stuff. If you go on any social media, there's you're inundated with these like ideas of what the MCU is gonna be or what could have been and it's like they're just too fantastical and too much where it's like these movies need to be grounded to something. So some aren't fantastic enough. You think that? Yes. I think there needs to be a few more Fantastics. What? Ah. Maybe. I just, I, I just got it. I hate you. <laughs> Maybe about four of them? Four Fantastics. Yes, yes. We need more men here. They should be X-Men. Yes, eventually. We. <laughs> I hate your puns, but they're going to keep coming. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Chad, for that. So, I do what I can. Well, okay, so after we saw the movie, uh, we were discussing, like, possible things that could be in the future, and, uh, my partner, she brought up, uh, Squirrel Girl. A lovely and, character. Huh? A lovely character. Yes, like, if you read the run right now, the, it's a really good run. I like it a lot. Yes. And fun. she loves it. It's, like, the only book she reads consistently from Marvel. Okay. And it just made me think... Would Squirrel Girl be too much? You know what I mean? For the MCU as it is. She also brought up America Chavez. But right now, I guess we should talk about Squirrel Girl more. Yeah. Let's do that first. Squirrel Girl, the type of character she is, she seems... Maybe not too... Like, okay. I don't want to say too fun, like the MCU isn't fun, but she seems more... Uh cartoon-ish without being cartoon-y and it seems like there might not be a direction they're gonna go in because they do try to keep things semi-grounded in quote-unquote reality mm. to where it's kind of possible and as interesting and fun as a character like Squirrel Girl is I don't think that's one thing that we're ever gonna see in the MCU I'm not saying she might not have her own movie eventually. I just don't think she's ever going to tie into anything else. In the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Like, if something does happen, it's going to be its own self-contained thing. Is what do you think? I can see an animated movie. Well, she has appeared in animated form recently. In, uh... The Avengers uh, Rising. Yes. Yes. Like, I could, I could see a feature-length thing with her either and or also some other characters but probably not something live action big budget hmm well they did try to do the was it the new warriors tv show true with her as one of the new warriors i remember hearing about that it uh so apparently the pilot was filmed okay and they sh i guess freeform decided not to do it and then they were trying to shop it around, but apparently now the only thing that exists is the pilot. Okay. So that is the closest thing to a live-action MCU Squirrel Girl. And we don't necessarily know if that was going to be an MCU thing, because uh, that's the same thing that had um, Runaways and... Cloak and Dagger. Cloak and Dagger. And I'm not sure about their place in the MCU. Is it... Do you know? I don't know if they're connected. I haven't seen anything that says that they are tied in like an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. would be mm -hmm. like that for sure is part of that universe I had always assumed that they were both separate from each other despite being on the same platform and also separate from the MCU as a whole but I don't think I've seen anything 
that clearly denotes either or. Hmm. That yeah, that's true. Because, like, technically, like, there's a lot of stuff in the MCU that just because it's not seen in the movies, it is there. Yeah. So there's no on. clear denotation. Like, like Ghost Rider exists, but that's not gonna show up in the movies. No. Like not that Ghost Rider probably. Maybe a different Ghost Rider. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, so if there is something like Squirrel Girl, it'd have to be, like, something smaller, maybe, like, a Disney Plus thing. Yeah. Because that's the only thing that can stream it. There's not going to be a Netflix thing no more. True. They're ending their affiliation. Yeah, so... So, uh, okay, a live-action Disney Plus TV show is possible for Squirrel Girl. I could see that as a thing. But, uh, yeah, I guess it's... Like... Just how, like, okay, this is kind of a spoiler for Endgame. Okay. Kind of. Okay. So right now I will play a background track so you will know, listeners, that there is, in fact, spoilers while this background track is playing while we are talking. Yes. Try to just skip ahead for that. If you hear music, keep skipping. Uh, This is, like... This is like five seconds of spoilers, though, so I feel stupid about this. <laughs> the Defenders were not in Endgame. <gasps> I know, it's just like, at the very end, when everybody showed up, I, I was like, let, in the background, please, maybe, let there be the Defenders standing there. It could have happened. They're tied in. You could have done it. Well, they're tied in in the most loose way, because... None of them have, like, any affiliation with, like, S.H.I.E.L.D. or anything like that. True. Like, the most is Luke Cage, because those high-tech weapons were coming from, uh, Army Hammer Harris character from Iron Man 2. Yes. Hammer Tech. Yeah, Hammer Tech. There you go. Hey. <laughs> I just noticed that. Yes. <laughs> but, um, like, that's, like, the closest connection they have. Like, when something goes down, they deal with the cops and stuff like that. Yeah. Because none of the problems up until the Defenders happened were, like, big enough to warrant the super military that is S.H.I.E.L.D. True. So, like... uh... But then also, I think by the time the first Daredevil was starting, wasn't S.H.I.E.L.D. already kind of on the decline? Yes. Wasn't that after the whole... Captain America Winter Soldier? Um, yeah, yeah, it was, actually. So they kind of weren't around to deal with any of that stuff in their full capacity? But then who deals with that stuff? I mean... It's local law enforcement? Until Phil Coulson shows up and saves the day. I guess. But I think he's had bigger problems. I feel that could have been, like, a thing where... Like... Maybe there could have been some interaction between them, but then it's like, okay, Marvel, NBC, or or whoever does Asian Shield, was it NBC? No, it was a uh, Fox. ABC. Oh, ABC. ABC Asian Shield. No, it started on Fox and went to ABC, right? That doesn't sound right. I kind of remember that happening. Okay, well, I I trust you. You're the one who's seen more of it. I stopped after episode three. I think, like, from the beginning, season one, it said... ABC. ABC's... Okay, okay. Yeah, Marvel's I, I trust, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I trust, I trust. <laughs> like, hold on. I, I trust. Am I, am I, now, I'm, now I'm wondering if I'm remembering wrong. Okay, but anyway, like... I think I would have liked maybe some entry connectivity that way. And then maybe, oh... They know each other, ABC people, but yeah, then... Let the let the street shows know each other. But then, like, that gets confusing, too. It's like, okay, this ABC show is connected with this Netflix show. I feel they... Even though they're all under the Marvel banner, that's maybe too much, like, mingling of sources for them. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff to keep accurate account of, but also still separate... And, like, I don't know, like, it makes sense why there would be no Defenders in Endgame. Because of the whole lack of them having anything to do with it. What, she's a 
she's a PI. You know, he's like a local vigilante. Two of them are local vigilantes. One's a defender of a magic kingdom that isn't Doctor Strange related magic. Yes. Even though he should know about the Iron Fist. He should, but then we're also trying to think... Now, there was a time when Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. had their schedule, and it very closely tied into the MCU movies. Oh, that's true, yeah. Early to, on. To where, you know... one of those special. Yes, you would have an episode, and then at the end of, or in between, you would have the movie come out that, that weekend, mm-hmm. and then by the next episode, they were dealing with, oh, this just happened... And now, with at least Endgame, and there being a real-world one-year gap and a movie-world five-year gap mm-hmm. between those two events, where does that timeline happen now? Mm-hmm. Does Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and or uh, the Netflix Defenders world, which is now over... Yeah. I'm but assuming it's still... Exists, it exists. So but we're not going to look at it. Yeah, so so at least in the Netflix world of Defenders and, and those Marvel properties, we're not seeing that five-year gap. Mm-hmm. And with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I think towards the middle, they had said, like, okay, yeah, we're not going to so closely tie into the MCU in our episodes anymore which gave them the freedom to kind of do their own thing and not have to worry and about now, the, now we have this the story mandate beat. of having to be yeah. part of the this story this story beat needs to be covered and worked around because this is now happening i i kind of appreciate that because well the mcu is kind of restrictive in that way especially if they're shield or whatever yes true because like in all honesty they should be reacting to most of the things happening yeah but now it's like well there's a lot of stuff happening. <laughs> we don't got to deal with all of it. Yeah, so I did like that they, they let them venture off onto their own, and they're, they're you know, semi-connected. Yes, it's the same... I mean, much like with the comics. It's the same world, but not every book's going to talk about every single thing that's happening in something else. Yeah. You know, the X-Men aren't necessarily always going to talk about what Iron Man's been doing. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, there's, they're going to deal with their own individual problems in their lives mm. and their own issues and maybe not necessarily cross over. Okay, but, okay, under that idea, at what point do they have to be under the MCU, then? Like, it doesn't seem like there has to be any interconnectivity at all. Like, the Squirrel Girl thing, does it have to be a MCU thing? Could it just not be a, you know... I mean, that's that's true. They could still use the characters. It could still be under Marvel Studios or whatever their TV division is. And it not have to tie into the cinematic world. It, it could be in that same respect of it's the same planet, but they're not always going to interact with each other at all. Mm-hmm. Which is what I had assumed the Runaways and or Cloak and Dagger being under official Marvel, but not necessarily being exclusively tied together. They could be. Mm-hmm. They could be, you know, they could well, mention each other properly some but of not be stuff, interacting it, with each other. It does some I just, I'm a little confused when Marvel, like, decides to draw the line where it's like we don't want this to be part of our world. Like, the Runaways, I could see that not being part of the world just because it has certain implications if it was. Yes. Like, of, like, aliens and, like, time travel and like mutants and stuff like that where it's like we don't necessarily want that because it's a little too confusing and then it's like where was everyone else when this was happening type stuff yeah cloak and daggers though that could definitely it's like just two runaway teens yes who are experimenting on it's just two that's not crazy enough to not be part of the mcu squirrel girl doesn't necessarily have to be isn't necessarily crazy enough to not be part of the MCU. Yeah, it could be worked in and not have all this other stuff that needs to be explained away. 
I think it's just maybe the visual of the character is a little too funny. I don't know. I think the visual is the is the largest roadblock for the character. Yeah. But I don't know. We we see us a, a raccoon be one of the main stars of Endgame. True. So I don't know. Like I feel people can get over it if the character is I don't know likable or dynamic enough. I could see that. It like, and then it could be toned down. Also, it doesn't have oh, to be true. as out there as the actual Squirrel Girl costume. To where, yes, she looks like a hybrid between a giant squirrel sometimes, with the tail and everything else. The like, tail is like the size of her. Yeah, it is very large. Yes, in the book. So maybe a toned down version would have it be more acceptable. Yeah. Okay, what about okay, what about America? Chavez. I think she could work, especially post in the proper MCU. Yeah, in the proper MCU, especially post Endgame. And them saying, "Well, we're going to go cosmic. We're going to go bigger. We're going to go slightly crazier than what we've been. We're not going to be quote-unquote as grounded on Earth in this world." Mhm. So, in that aspect of there's going to be aliens now. More aliens than ever before if we're going cosmic. More yeah, uh, powerful. Uh, spoiler alert again. <laughs> because, yeah, at the end of... Or in the middle of Endgame, we are shown that there is more intergalactic... Uh, interplanetary, at least, uh, connection with the war- Earth and space stuff. Because Captain Marvel's like... We're over here, and Raccoon's like, we're over here, Nebula's like, we're here. So all these space things, there we don't know, there might be some sort of integrate, some sort of connected, like, Earth force yeah. of some sort. Which is especially needed more since they, okay, in Infinity War, they talked about uh, Thanos getting the Power Stone from the Nova Corps. Oh, that's true. There's And how it supposedly was, the like, Nova Corps. gone. And in Endgame, we didn't get any more clarification, expansion, confirmation. So, from what we know, there's just no more Nova Corps. Well, I think what Captain Marvel said was indication that they're still gone. Because she was like, there's a lot of places around the universe that have the same problems as Earth, and there's no one to fix it. Yeah. So it's like, I think the implication is like, there's no one else actively going out and trying to help people like she is. Yeah, there's at the time in that gap, there was no Guardians of the Galaxy, and there was supposedly no Nova Corps. Yeah, at all. So, so that that does tie in with America really well if you think about it. Mm-hmm. So she could come in and help with that somehow. Yeah. Well, I guess now post Endgame, is she necessary? What story would be? told maybe not immediately after which maybe not immediately in the phase four whatever that might entail it being cosmic supposedly mm-hmm. they can kind of do anything and explain it away at this point they can they can find a way to work it in and have it be part of whatever they give us in this cosmic setting there could be a lot of things that aren't necessarily true to comic origin and still exist in that world now or they could they could have it be completely true and it could still be feasible in this world they've created Hmm. yeah I don't know her powers are just like they're interesting but I feel it would have it would bring in a whole new element to the MCU which at the moment it's not necessarily ready for, but if they set it up a little more, it could be. Especially with like Doctor Strange Two, I feel. Yes. Whatever that deals with, I feel it might have to do, hopefully maybe with dimension stuff, mm-hmm. because well he went into another dimension in that world, yeah. and America's powers are all about that. I think you could set up the idea of somebody having the ability to very easily cross dimensions. Mm-hmm. Like, through there. Not necessarily she comes in, but maybe he's able to somehow do a similar thing because of magic or whatever. Right. And 
when then like oh sh- oh my god this person who could do it they're almost intuitively like yeah. you're gonna have to fuck with magic like it's some kind of natural ability mm-hmm. like that would be interesting I, I just think you gotta set up the idea of some of the stuff before you go full ham like guardians like it's set up the idea of space stuff being a thing now you yeah. could set up the idea of dimension stuff, and you could go more cosmic with it, because you already set it up. Yeah, I mean, even with uh, Ant-Man and then Ant-Man and the Wasp, they the had the stuff. quantum realm. Like, oh, well, realms. It's, it's a different realm. How, like, you know, in the comics at least, Asgard and all those different realms, mm-hmm. and they're kind of, sort of, possibly different planets, if not different realities. Wasn't It wasn't exactly like explained in detail because it did seem like Asgard was a planet and then it also seemed like maybe some of the other places were just other planets that they were able to go to Uh, well Asgard was like a weird flat world (laughs) yeah once we actually saw it it was just it it was the flat earth that was weird it was just there I was like oh okay okay now post endgame they could set up, like, oh, as, as guardians have no other home besides, you know, this town in America, or mm-hmm. no, Norway. Norway. So it's like, oh, maybe they could set up, like, oh, we found a new home through the world tree into one of these other worlds. Yeah, these other worlds still exist. Because the world tree is still a thing. Yeah. You know, that was kind of part of everything. Or maybe... They could delve into what the snap did to other worlds. Maybe those other realms were affected because they're connected by the world tree or whatever, by the snap. True. And like, because there's supposedly also a five-year gap for every other planet and organism mm-hmm. in the world. I mean, I would hope that it wasn't just the people from Earth <laughs> no, that got was, brought back. It should have. I'm pretty it sure was everybody. it was everybody. It's like, yeah, everybody's back. So. They gotta deal with that. Maybe some people are like, not too kindly to like all these Earth things being happening. Mm-hmm. Like scrolls. Though I hate talking about the scrolls because then the only thing that comes up from it is like, I bet this person's a scroll. This person's a scroll. Well, That's, I don't. I don't like that part of the conversation. It's like, uh, it's so. It's basic. I mean, I don't know if it was all of them. But certainly the scrolls from Captain Marvel weren't necessarily a hostile invading force. Mm-hmm. I, they're not... Weren't they the last of their people, scroll? I have to rewatch it again, but I don't it could have been. Because it very much set up that it wasn't necessarily two empires going at it with the scrolls and the Kree. It kind of very the much... The Kree had a definite upper hand. Yeah. It set up that the Kree were kind of very in the wrong and very overpowering oh and bringing up the Kree that's like what 20 years in the movie verse since like the supreme intelligence had stuff to do with earth apparently about yeah I know I I keep remembering that that was 95 was it 95 okay so so that was uh, 20 something years ago so twenty four years, now, and so like that was a, that should be a big deal to modern day Carol, or at least like, the space force she's in making, which has to kind of do with the comics because she did run like the Alpha Flight that was like a planetary global thing. Yeah. See, this is where the this is where the time jump hurts, because I think for the most part, which time jump the. Endgame time jump or the Captain Marvel time jump? The Endgame time jump. Okay. Because I think for the most part, from, like, Avengers 1 to Infinity War, it was supposed to be happening in, in real time. Yes, it was. Okay. So then, it took us a year to get to Endgame, but it and, took... But that was, to it, them, five years. That was a five year. So, supposedly, the events of Endgame are four years in the future. Are current Our future. 2019 Yes. So even though it didn't give the year, which thankfully they didn't, it just gave, you know, five years later. So it should be 2023. 
So that's uh, eight twenty eight twenty three. Oh, are you saying twenty eight years? Twenty eight years since the uh, events of Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel and all that and all that space them. stuff. Yeah, which space stuff we didn't necessarily cover in the two space movies at all. At all, didn't mention them at all. Yeah. <laughs> so there is still a lot of space stuff that could be explored in this new cosmic phase four. I think, okay, I think when you talk about, sorry, when you talk about space stuff and cosmic stuff, that should be differentiated a bit because Guardians 1 was space stuff where it's like, here's space stations and a space prison with like normal ships. shit that's space related. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, very normal. But then Guardians 2, that's cosmic. Here's Ego, the living planet, a celestial god. You know yes. what I mean? That's cosmic. And I feel that's kind of... Different scale. That's a different scale. And that's what they set up. And that's what they're going to set up more mm-hmm. with, like, I don't know, like, more celestials or... Like, and was he the last celestial? What yeah. else did they leave behind? Yeah, apparently there's, you know, the celestial seeds and stuff like that. Yeah. There's a lot of ways to go with that. You know, that they've already set up. It's very feasible. And it's not too out there. Like, because, like, if you go from Avengers 1 to Avengers 2 right away, that seems like too much. Yeah. But you build and, like, that's enough. Or, like, imagine, like, watching Avengers 1 and then going to Endgame. <laughs> having watched nothing in between. Yeah, that'd be a, a Or even Infinity War. Lot. Let's go Infinity War. Avengers to Infinity War. It's like the suspension of disbelief. You built that already over all these other movies. True, you did. It's like, oh, uh, okay. And I feel you could do that with the weirder characters. So they're not necessarily... There's not necessarily something that is too weird for the MCU, but... It doesn't necessarily have to be part of the MCU. At the moment. Yeah. At the moment. Marvel can do... They could be slow about something like a Squirrel Girl or America Chavez. Yeah. They can they can do almost anything that has been done in the comics. And it not be too out there if it's set up well. If it's set up well. Yes. Like, Endgame was a lot of like fan service comic stuff. Where it's like... Oh. A little bit here and there, yeah. Like... Uh, this this too many because like the whole movie is kind of yes yeah and yeah that's our thoughts on Endgame and <laughs> what is too much for the MCU and what is not too much for the MCU and I guess what what's our conclusion everything the is everything and nothing everything and nothing yeah a good this is a good conversation about the MCU <laughs> uh, we'll be right back thank you for listening. So we are back. This is still Theme Team Problems, and it's still Chad and Randy. For now. For now. And we're here to talk once again about Heroclix, because this is part Heroclix podcast. Yes, this is the Heroclix part. This is the Heroclix part for today. So, um, still talking about Endgame, we wanted to talk about some clicks that weren't made in Endgame. No. From the MCU, sorry. From MCU clicks, yes. Because uh, there's been a lot of MCU hero click sets. The last one was Captain Marvel, but there hasn't been any since that movie. And it's just kind of weird. Yeah, because they made one for the original Avengers. Yeah. They made one for Age of Ultron. Yep. They did not well, make okay. one. But, sorry, but um, Avengers was the only phase one and then everything in Phase 2 was made except for Ant-Man. Every movie in Phase 2 was a hero click set. Except Ant-Man. Except Ant-Man. And then Phase 3, it was kind of half and half. Uh, yeah, it was, uh... Like, the first half was definitely, like, everything up until Black Panther? Because that was the only... That's when it started. 
Yeah. But you were, what were you saying about the first Avengers? The first Avengers set? I got the first Avengers set, and that one, it combined a lot of the other MCU movies into it, but it was only just under that title. And then for Phase 2, all those movies, except Ant-Man, got a set. You had your Winter Soldier, you had your Age of Ultron. Guardians. Guardians, Thor, The Dark World. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Iron Man 3. That was, Iron a, Man that 3 was a pretty big one. set. Yeah. Uh, well, okay, Avengers 1 is kind of a weird set just because, like, it has other movies in it. Yeah. Because, okay, so in that set, which could have been a whole set unto itself, how big that Gravity Feed was. Gravity Feed, uh, Target Exclusive Gravity Feed, the Starter Pack, those little three other packs, remember? I think that was part of, part of the original Avengers set, the regular Gravity Feed. It just, they came in a little team pack. The little team pack? Yeah. Those are still part of the actual Gravity Feed? Yeah, they're part of the actual Gravity Feed. But, I don't know, that's a pretty unique thing for HeroClix, which we haven't really seen packs like that since. Yeah, I think actually, and technically yeah. the, the Target exclusive was what they call Gravity Feed, and then the Avengers set is what they call Countertop Display. Set. Yeah. So it had the their individual little bricks. I think it had uh, the the team pack in it, and then it had a, a few individual uh, boosters with one figure each in those. Well, it was okay. So what I thought was really interesting about that was that like okay, so they had the frost giants from Thor. So Thor was involved there. They had the Howling Commandos, and they had like Captain America one, Captain America. Yes. It's. That time was huge, and like Age of Ultron set in comparison is very lackluster. Yeah, it's very kind of finite. Well, maybe they had less to work with because they are given certain amount of information about each set in advance. And for the Avengers movie set, the first one, they those other movies already came out, so they already had definitive information, and then they right. had the speculative information from Avengers where they filled in stuff. That's why we have, like, scrolls in that set, even though there wasn't any scrolls until Captain Marvel. Right. So, they couldn't actually... They didn't know that the movie couldn't use the term scrolls. Or they didn't know scrolls weren't going to show up at all. Yeah. They just had, you know, oh, it's a generic alien race. It, all right, cool. Generic aliens are going to die in this movie. <laughs> yeah. But they didn't know which generic aliens. And then for Phase 3, there was very, very few... Uh, movie sets. Yeah, that's when things got really weird. Okay, so we got Civil War. Yes. For sure we got Civil War. Uh, no Doctor Strange. We got Guardians 2. Guardians 2. Uh, no Homecoming. We got Ragnarok, though. We got Ragnarok. And yeah. then no Infinity War. No Black Panther. No Black Panther. No but, Ant-Man and the Wasp. But yes, Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. And, and then no as of Endgame. now, no Endgame. Even though it's like it seems like it would have been the perfect time for a uh, that movie in particular, it seems like, would have the perfect uh, set of characters for a Heroclix set. Yeah, I think in more recent uh, sets, like with Captain Marvel and like with Guardians 2, or no, sorry, with uh, Ragnarok, they had the tendency to reuse sculpts and just change up the dials. What do you mean? Well, like with Ragnarok, aside from the two chases mm-hmm. of uh, Hela and Fenris the other pieces in the set there were two of, of the same sculpt with different dials so whatever you got Hulk Thor Valkyrie Collector and Odin they had the same they had the, it was the same sculpt and just two different dials two different cards uh that's that sucks <laughs> and then with the Captain Marvel set there was a little more variety but you had two different Captain Marvels with the same sculpt. You had the Star Force from the Kree, and you had uh, you had two Atlas, just two straight up Atlas. Yeah, you had um, that was the character that uh, the guy. I forget which one he was in Captain Marvel, but you had most of them there. Okay. But you had two Captain Marvels. You had uh, Minerva, and then a generic Kree. Yeah, and then there was the. Uh, that, oh, the, the, was it the Chase Captain Marvel? 
there was there was two. There was the Captain there was Marvel. There two chase sets. I mean, two chases in that set. There were technically two chases. There was the Captain Marvel that was super powerful, and then there was the Carol Danvers title character. Oh, okay. okay. And they're technically both chases. Oh, uh, one is more sought after than the other. Well, obviously. Yes. How powerful that character is in that set. Yeah, and then even the scrolls were reused. You had the main scroll, and a generic. And then you had uh, two more generic scrolls with different powers and different rarities. It's kind of. It seems like they're putting less effort into the sets as they've gone on. I think. And they've wanted to do less MCU sets in general, and each one seems to be getting smaller and smaller. I think that's. I don't know right. if that's on purpose though. I think it's also um, an issue of how much financially they're going to put into it. If they only have to pay for so many sculpts and then, you know, double up the amount of pieces that come in the set just based on just reusing the sculpts, it, it's it's more cost effective. Hmm. I think that, that, that was the main thing I got from the Thor Ragnarok set, and then it was sort of mirrored in the Captain Marvel. Uh, Captain Marvel set. Maybe. Uh, I feel maybe the MCU clicks maybe aren't selling as much because, like, if you notice after the first uh, Avengers movie set and then there was, like, a pretty big Iron Man set, Iron Man 3, because that was yeah. the one right after. But then they started getting smaller and smaller. Yes. I think the largest one I remember up until Captain Marvel was the Thor the Dark World set, which had that was, 20 pieces. That was huge, yeah. Yeah. I think normally now... And then uh, Winter Soldier was actually really big, too. Yeah, true. That was a, a, a mostly big one. Like, it had, like, two uh, two chases, right? It had the Bucky cap and the Scarlet... I mean, the Black Widow cap duo pieces? Yes, it did. It had both of those. Uh, that's back when they were still doing uh, Mass Market. And counter and uh, mass yeah wait yeah mass market and then hobby store, and each one had an exclusive chase in it. Yeah, uh, I just remember us trying to yeah yeah was, trying to figure out how to do that. Very yeah, difficult. Like, I mean, us on the west coast, we had uh, Target was the one yeah, who who held always, those ones. You're always like seeking them out. You yeah. called the targets and stuff. I remember that. And I figured out later like they have no idea. Because it's not, it's not technically stocked by the Target employees. It's stocked by a person who comes in who from Wizkid? from not not NECA? from not not even from them. It's um, I forget the actual company. I think it's called XL. It, they're the ones that have their merchandise in those stores, and that's why it's usually just that one shelf, and it's it's stocked by a certain person that comes in and puts them out into that area. So all your card games, all your little like odd knickknacks and your click stuff when it used to be there that person would have to go into the individual stores and and put out those products to be sold at those stores so so it was never necessarily in the stock so they didn't actually know like oh we have so many of this product yeah it's just it's in their register system so they can charge for it but not necessarily tell me like oh there's 14 of this uh clicks package left in our in our on our shelves Wow, that's really weird. I don't know. I, I until you told me stuff like that, like I didn't know the behind the scenes of how those sets like that happen. And yeah. If they they stopped doing any sort of special thing for Target, any sort of yeah, I believe the the company that stocks that shelf in those type of stores stopped carrying HeroClix. Like so. So well, what's that about? Is that like just. A distribution thing? Is it just... Like maybe it know. wasn't making them money? Because I know after a while... Oh, they did... I rem- you're, they, there they, was still stuff on the shelf. Like a lot of stuff still on the shelf of Hero Flux. They sold each one for a dollar, I remember. There were some stores, yeah, where it was just like, here, a dollar each. There was stuff for me even back in the, uh, the Lord of the Rings sets that were still there years later. Yeah, that's how I was able to get any Lord of the Ring pieces I have. Yeah, I got a couple from that, too. Um, it was Iron Man 3, I remember, Man of Steel, and uh, Lord of the Rings, like you said. Those were, like, there a was dollar each a lot of targets. them just sitting there because they were trying to get rid of them. They didn't make them money. They were taking up shelf space, so, you know, Target wasn't making money, so the, the that company wasn't making money, so they just stopped. What's the point? Yeah, so from Thor Ragnarok and now Captain Marvel... What would have been a mass market and a hobby store chase were just in the whole set. 
So if you bought a case and you had two of the boxes, gravity feeds of whatever particular set, in one box you had one chase, in the other box you had the other chase, where normally one of those boxes would have gone to a gaming store and one of those boxes would have gone to uh, a regular store like a Target or I forget which on the other coast what where they would be. And now they're just, if you order the case, you're getting both of them. Okay. So you know that going further on, it's like, well, if you get both, unless distribution is incredibly messed up, yeah. you're going to get both of those two chases that come in those small sets now. So for the collector, for the average player, it's easier now? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Uh, it's good, but then, like, I don't know, there's something about the allure of an exclusive click. But I don't know if that... Uh, if that counteracts the uh, difficulty of having to find them, because like people would like bum rush, like to get those hero clicks. Yeah, like, I know I've been guilty of uh, certain sets of like just buying a whole product if I found it at a Target and was like, well, uh, all of I may get the exclusive, I may not, but more than likely, it's cheaper to try to it's cheaper to do it this way and get get most of the box that's left than to try to get it aftermarket yeah and i know that's an issue too sometimes like like uh, because the, like the aftermarket price for a lot of like i remember uh i'm just thinking of like all the cha- like uh the star lord in my mind is coming up oh yeah there there was the rare star lord from from guardians 2 and uh the yondu from guardians, the yondu from guardians 2, 2. In particular was like 90 dollars or something yes and like with the captain marvel set the really powerful one that one was, I think, the highest I saw it. It was about one fifty. One fifty. And now it's kind of sitting. Really? At, yeah. Now it's kind of sitting closer to ninety, which makes would, more sense. That no, that there's no sense making with that. <laughs> like imagine. Like in my head, I was thinking, oh, I like that piece because I used yours. Yes. It, like during our game, and I was just like, oh, I should try to f- seek one out. I bet it's gonna be like twenty bucks. Like most. nope. Like and the Thor Ragnarok chases, which are very playable, I like playing with oh, them. Yeah. They're both sitting somewhere between twenty-five and thirty, like both of them. Mm-hmm. Even though one, you know, gets powerful the more it kills, and then one pops out uh, bystanders. Was it is the Odin? Right? No, the uh, the the Fenris and the Hela. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, they're both chases. One of them would oh, have been. I was thinking Dark World. Oh right, right, right. yeah, no, one of uh, those ones were one was Odin, one was a super powerful Thor, and even that Thor. Which I think was either I think he was the hobby one, so the one you can get at a regular a regular gaming store. He's now going for like I think fifteen twenty bucks. When at the time, you know, the average price was around fifty for those chases for the exclusives. Damn this this game with the like aftermarket is insane to me sometimes. Yeah, I think that's why more so they only make so much product now. And then, like, if you don't get a pre-sale, or if the store or the distributor doesn't get a decent pre-sale amount, that's when it sells out. Because they want it to sell out. They want it. They don't want to be left with product. The distributors don't want to be left with product. If yeah, it gets true. to the store, and the store has to deal with it, well, that's the store's problem. But that's why I push people to get a pre-sale. Put in a pre-order. You know, make sure your store has like yours on sure order. Is gonna have what you want yeah you, you won't have to scrounge around and try to find the set and go like far away like we've it's, it's gotten pretty bad for us i feel like yeah because there's some stores that they don't have a high sale rate or they don't have a high player rate at their stores so they don't pre-order a lot of it so then their distributors don't pre-order a lot of it yeah so then somewhere down the chain you know the company doesn't make a lot of it and then, and then it gets sold out, and then now it's it's more exclusive because, well, hey, there's a bunch of good pieces or popular pieces, and now they're unattainable because only so much was made. Yeah. So... These are some good tips, guys. Write them down. Yes. I know I know. cash, especially in this game, this, is very sparse sometimes. This game will drain your wallet if you want to keep completely up to date, especially with the way that the rotation happens. Yeah, I mean, generally four sets a year, generally each set lasts between two to two and a half years, depending on when the world happens and when they want to cut off what's modern and what's not. But if you're a collector, if you're a player, if you're competitive or just casual, if if there's something you want, put in for it early because it's going to cost you more to get it later. Yeah. If you can get it at all. 
there's still some things from older sets that, that, we, I, that I haven't picked up because it still feels like, no, this is a bit too much for me to pick up for this one piece. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to do that. I guess also, well, if you don't care about modern age, it's a little more helpful. Yeah, it's easier. It's easier now because like a lot of the pieces that I like are from sets that are like, I wasn't able to get it then because by the time I came in, I was like, oh, everybody's bought them all and everything's second market now. Yeah. Like flash stuff, I, w- I really wanted to get. Um, let's see, the Professor Zoom. Mm-hmm. I I just wanted to get the whole rogues, and I just remember, oh, these are all super expensive, and I wanted to get the um, the Prime uh, Dark Flash. Oh right. And remember how much that was going for? There was uh yeah. That was like a fifty dollar piece. Yeah, and then it went up in value, and then it went back down in value. Like now it's, it's like so... twenty bucks, and that's all right. But... Yeah. Because then you have to time out when and where you're going to get your older pieces. Because if you are going to go modern, well, now some of this stuff isn't worth it, but it's still highly valued. So do I want to invest in it just to have it and to possibly play casual games? Or do I want to get it when it's still useful and modern? Or do I kind of want to wait until maybe it drops a little more, but it might go up because now it's so old, it's not around as much? I, I want... I wonder what's the disparity between people who play casual games and play tournament. I feel there's got to be more market for casual players. I think there is, yeah. So, I don't, I don't know. There's, I guess like it sucks to be a casual player because you still need to be on top of things if you don't want to pay ridiculous prices for these clicks. Yeah, and even if you do pick and choose and only get like, well, I only like these characters, or I only like this play style. There's a lot of people who do that, where it's like, oh, I only want to pick up these, where it's like, oh, good luck being a Shazam fan, because they're all super rares. Yes, they're all rare or higher. And everybody wants to grab them. Yeah. Or how they supposedly changed their, their rarity and their, their, their power sets for their pieces to where the more rare it is, the more powerful it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well... I liked it when the rarity was based on, well, how frequent does this character appear in comics? If it's, you know, around a lot, yeah, it's going to be a common. If it's not, well, yeah, it's going to be a super rare. Or if it's a power set from a certain issue or story, yeah, it should be a super rare. As opposed oh, to, I didn't realize that's how it was. That's kind of how it used to be, is we're like, okay, well, this certain version of this character is now a super rare because it didn't appear as often in the books. But now it's more kind of geared towards the higher rarity is the better playable piece for the most part. I think, like, there is a certain amount of, like, expectation of, like, if it's a super rare or higher, it's gotta be very playable. Yeah. There's a certain expectation of that as a player, because, like, I think more for, like, at least me, for a tournament, I expect, oh, I got a super rare, I gotta play it, because it's very good. Yeah. Like, why? I don't know, but it's a super rare. And for the most part, I think that is true. But a lot of times, well, it's super rare, but also it's very niche. It's very, it works well with this kind of team. If you do, like... And you may not pull that kind of team in your booster, but it also helps with, you know, pieces that came in previous sets. Yeah. Or pieces that are going to come in the next set. That's true. Which I do kind of like that they they do do that. Like how we saw a couple of what-if pieces in monthly OPs outside of the actual what-if sets. Yeah, but that's, that's like, a whole different... How, how we're still seeing uh, bombshells coming out after the set that the bombshells first appeared in. Yeah, that's always... Mm. Okay, going back to the MCU... Okay, do you think it would be weird if um, MCU pieces were in regular Marvel sets? Like, individual... Like, individual pieces like that. Just happen to show up as, like, maybe a sub-theme in a different set. I don't think that would be weird. I just don't think it's going to happen. Uh, oh, I guess the rights for stuff like that is what does it, it's right? It's different, yeah. Like, that's well, okay. Rights, maybe? Speaking of rights, there were several, like, Gravity Feet sets that came out, or countertop display sets that came out uh, in... in Injunction with movies, but weren't the movie sets. Like there was a Days of Future Past set, oh, that oh, but came it, out. Wasn't, it wasn't. It was the days, Marvel it wasn't Comics. The, yeah, days it was Marvel Future Comics Past. Days of Future Past that came out right around when the movie Days of Future Past came out, but they weren't connected. Same thing with the Wonder Woman set. It was a Wonder Woman comic set that came out close to when the Wonder Woman movie came out. Oh, they, but they weren't connected. They do that a lot. Like okay, it just uh, so we got the Age of Ultron. 
movie set, but then there was the Age, Age of Ultron, Ultron comic set, set that also both came around the same time as the movie came out. Yes. Well, oh, I guess, is that, you think, a way they do to get around the fact that they're not able to... A little bit, yeah, because there's still the, the hype for the movie property, but they can't use the movie property rights to make oh, the pieces. Okay, I just realized, okay, so uh, we never got a Black Panther set. A right. actual set. Not but, a movie set, no. But there, at that around that time, they did the Avengers Defenders War set, and it had, like, all the Black Panther pieces from the movie, basically. Yeah, pretty but much. It had their comic counterparts. Their comic counterparts. Yeah. So, maybe that's a way they get around it. But then there isn't a one-in-one correlation with that, necessarily, because there's no big Endgame one, or Infinity War one. True. Like... Big events like that are going to happen later in sets, but not right now. And they're not going to be, you know, based in any way on Endgame, as far as we know. Or Infinity War, anything like that. Or even, like, other movies in between, like, smaller ones, like Ant-Man or Ant-Man and the Wasp. They never got any real representation like that in a comic book counterpart set. True. I think it also falls into... Well, what can we make? What can we use? And what can we make a, a well-rounded and or cost-effective set out of? Like, yeah, the Defend- Avengers Defenders War set, it, it, it gave them a good opportunity to do that. Or the Days of Future Past set gave them that opportunity. Like, mm-hmm. that story had been, you know, told and retold and changed and added to for over 20 years. And they had that breadth of information to be like, okay, we can make a little set out of this. And I think they also had a um, it, Sentinel. Yeah, there was... That they was purchasable that they were able to put out with that set as well. I guess... Okay, well... At that point, it's like... It makes more financial sense for WizKids. Yeah. That's good, I guess. It just, like, market to casuals and not casuals People who, like, just see... Oh, wow, there's a Black Panther on the side of this thing. Oh, there's a Sentinel on the back of this thing. Yeah, because I know there, like, are I some, there are some people who, like us, read the comics and play the game. And there's also people who... Only play the game. Yeah. And don't care much for the comics, and they're just, well, this is a good piece. Doesn't matter who the piece is named after, this is a good piece. Those people are very meta, usually. And yeah. we don't generally care about the meta at all. Like, that's not how I play yeah I don't try to make like the team that's gonna absolutely win in three rounds no no I don't I I very much go into it with the team that I'm like this is probably gonna lose but I wanna play these characters yes like earlier today I was looking up pieces where I can make uh, a version of Fearless Defenders oh there you go yes uh, I was looking at okay well who was this actual piece and what was their real life counterpart? Because there's several different named Valkyries that aren't Brunhilde, but I'm very certain Brunhilde was the one from Fearless Defenders. Yeah. And then there's, you know, you had your Misty Knight and a Nova, but not any of the Novas that have been clicked. And yeah, there's stuff like that in the game where... Well, okay, so I've been trying to play New Warriors since, I think, Forever. the Supernova <laughs> set. Yes. Because those were the only pieces pieces that were made at that time. Yes. Like, and then uh, the Web of Spider-Man came up, and then I got a Firestorm. I'm like, oh, okay. So I, I've been playing... I had been playing that team for a while before it was in <laughs> any way a viable team. Yes. Everybody had uh, Spider-Man... Uh, the Spider-Man team ability, and they could all only copy that team ability. And nothing useful. Yep, nothing useful for each other, and I just remember, like, well, this is technically not team team, because I would break the themes by putting in, like, a cheap Mystic, so they could copy Mystics. Oh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I can't make a theme team out of of anything, yeah, it's just sort of... If you want comic accuracy, almost guaranteed you can't do that without breaking theme. Yeah, I'm very sure I can't do it. And, oh, that's all right, you know. I guess that's also a workaround the MCU thing. Well, it's like, okay, we can't necessarily make a uh, Infinity War-like game or mm-hmm. a Black Panther or, what was he, a Doctor Strange. But you could, because it is a game based on comic books, you can just, you know, substitute it in and you could still have a good game that way. Yes, because, like, I doubt 
we're gonna get a post, like a now. Uh, I keep saying Ant Man and the Wasp because I just saw it and I really like that movie. <laughs> like we're not gonna get a, n- a new chance to have Ant Man and the Wasp stuff based on that movie. Yeah. But it's like, oh, we have like, we got the Hank Pym's, we got Scott Lang Iron Man's, which are actually really good. I, I like the last Scott that Scott Lang that was a super rare that was a really good yes one. it's a very good piece we we got a hope sort of because we well we have Nadia uh, Nadia Pym yes so you could substitute that in and then you still have the regular Janet Van Dyne so you could you know do that yeah I think I think for that movie in particular there weren't enough characters that they could have warrant it yeah that they could have you know projected like oh there's these many because I was like oh look here's Luis yeah <laughs> I mean I thought about that too I'm like oh they could do a bunch of a Luis they could do the crew but they wouldn't no they wouldn't do that there's not um well Ghost yeah I, I, th- I think what they Lawrence, could Lawrence Fishburne they could have done a Lawrence Fishburne Goliath yeah holding a blue and red pill yes <laughs> And the bit of power you pick. I think I think out of all of the pieces they could have actually made were uh, two different Wasp and Ant Man. Yeah. They could have done uh, a giant a man, duo, maybe. a giant man, a giant uh, a, a standalone Scott, giant. Scott makes sense. A ghost, and maybe generic bad guy. And, and like a that, lot of those are the same characters. Yeah. And maybe the goons who are trying to steal the technology from him. Yeah, and that's I kind of I forget who that was. Uh, oh, John Jimmy Woo was in that Oh, yeah, they could, have done, they could have done a, a Jimmy Woo. But he was just like a regular FBI agent. He yeah. Wasn't, he was an ex-Shield agent who happened to be an FBI agent. And, uh, well, I guess what... You know what? Okay, so here's what I feel could happen, but not necessarily something that would happen, but I would like to happen. Okay. Like how Avengers 1 happened, where they uh, had one set that was kind of every movie that they didn't make into a Heroclix set, and just put it into a set. Yes. That So, in, I don't know if Endgame would be a good name for it, but maybe it's just called Avengers... It's just called something like that. Yeah. I think you would have to call it Endgame, but you can't now. And it would be like all the movies that didn't happen into sets and make them into a set. Yeah. So, or even just Avengers Phase 3 or oh, MCU Phase 3. And MCU just have them Phase all 3. And then like, oh, here's finally a Doctor Strange movie clip with like maybe a chase that has like a, a time stone or something. Mm-hmm. Here's a Baron Mordo. Here's, you know, Wasp. Uh, a Dormammu. All that stuff. A lot of the Black Panther stuff. A lot of the... Oh, there's See, Black so Panther, much... Black, that Black Panther makes like could, a have, perfect could set. have been a movie set. Because it had where you could reuse sculpts. It had to where you had the named characters and you could have generic characters mm-hmm. and reuse those sculpts. And still, you could have two different Black Panthers. You could have a Shuri. You could have the Dora Milaje and have a bunch of generic... I would have loved generic oh. Dora Milaje pieces. Which I think a, a generic Dora Milaje, and then you got the one. Uh, what's her name? Moka. Um, Kiko, I believe, and then his maybe girlfriend. Yeah, and could've like they could have like something to work with, like the minion Dora Milaje. That would have been kind of cool. But uh, Ashuri, obviously, with the gauntlets and like some sort of super out, uh, super out wit maybe perplexing. A lot of perplexing, yeah. Uh, you have multiple Black Panthers. You could do one before he gets the super super suit. Yeah. Like the regular suit, and then the, like the super kinetic suit. Like and maybe the like Killmonger. tokens or something to represent every time you get hit. Yeah. Oh, kinetic tokens. Yeah, kinetic tokens. Ooh, yes. And then they build up enough, and you could like, I don't know, free attack maybe, or just like pulse wave or something. Yeah. But Ooh, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. I am very interested to see what comes out of the A Killmonger. Black- Killmonger with uh, the suit too. Also the suit, also with similar kinetic, yeah, kinetic token powers. Uh, so, there's so many possibilities they could have gone with. Oh, vibranium as a item. Imagine that. Yeah. Or maybe Some a sort maybe of vibranium as an weapons, item. unbreakable weapons. Yeah. That you could use to throw, but they don't break. I don't think they've done items in movie sets. Oh, I guess that I doesn't. Remember. I. 
that might be too complicated for a movie set because yeah. a lot of times for the movie sets they try to keep it simple keep it simple for people who don't really know what hero clicks are but they know what the movies are so like like the captain marvel gateway. yeah said uh what the avengers initiative ability was and the on scroll card and the scroll ability they had it well they changed it a bit and updated that, that team ability but yeah they had shield and avengers initiative and they had what it actually is and i know they've I, done that before with like free comic book day pieces they'll explain what it is so if you have no idea what the game is and you're just like well this is a free thing let me check it out you can get into it like that yeah but it does it leads me to be very excited for the black panther and illuminati set coming out mm-hmm. oh because they're probably going to put in stuff from the, the movie they're going to have they're going to have some some items are going to have like infinity gauntlet and uh, uh, Infinity Gems type items in there. Well, but I meant like, oh, stuff that's kind of like the movie will yeah. be put in there. Yeah, so it's going to be Black Panther focused. I'm hoping it's going to be at more than half the set and just have other stuff like sprinkled in. Better Wakandan Warriors, like you said, Dora Melange, because yeah. they are in the regular MCU too, all those characters. Yeah, I don't Shuri. believe I've seen a preview of We've had one Shuri, but that was a Black Panther Shuri, because she was a Black Panther in the comics for a while. Yes, and it was a good piece, and I, I still have not obtained it yet, and I still need because to get it. Because it's that. a chase! Yes. That's always fun, right? When you're... All the figures yeah. you want are chases? Like, for years, I wanted a... Apache Chief piece to where I was even trying to make a custom one and then finally there's one and he's apparently very very good and I don't want to shell out the money for him Uh, okay Uh. in that same vein I remember I wanted Jubilee from the Uncanny X-Men set yes but she is a super rare and not just a super rare a super rare with the team team with the team base yes so even so people were getting it only because it was part of the team base i'm like i don't care about the team base i am never gonna try to get the team base i just want a jubilee and like the and then the other piece it was like a prime jubilee i'm like okay cool it's all expensive (laughs) yep even today still going for about 30 bucks that prime yeah or 35 i came across it recently i'm like oh Still can't get it. Yeah, that's always... Still don't want to spend that money for... That's always so sad. Yeah. That, I guess, like, a lot of the solo MCU movies in Phase 3 don't warrant uh, a set. Like, Doctor yeah. Strange. Yeah. Like, there was a lot of characters, but not nearly as much as there was characters in uh, Black Panther, for example. Like we just said. Right. Black Panther, they could have done it. They could have done, Strange, like, a little not. set. Doctor Strange, it's like, okay, so there was him, Ancient One, Baron Mordo. Okay, cool. Wong. There was no... Re- yeah, Wong. There was not a lot of name characters in that movie. Magician, and, and generics. No, yeah, I think they could have done a lot of generics out of that set. Like, there, there wasn't, like, Maybe the other lot. students, because there were supposed to be other students at the place where he was training. That's still, like, ten figures. Yeah. At most. Yeah. And that'd be, like, stretching it, like, with making, like, multiple versions of a Doctor Strange or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, like, th- that didn't make... That wouldn't make a lot of sense. So, I guess... I don't know. Like it depends on the movie, huh? I think so. I think it. I think it depends. Homecoming, on... even like it came up, but like there's not a lot there either. Yeah, and then and then that's a separate issue because technically, that's a Sony property, and I think even more so they didn't have the distribution rights to make toy game from those characters because it was all muddied and who who controls it that's That's why a lot of times like with days of future past well that was a a fox thing and and so we're gonna make a we're gonna make a a comic set with the same name they can't do that at homecoming because like what are you gonna yeah there's no it'd be a generic story it'd be a a spider-man set yeah yeah spider-man mini set with a strong vulture for some reason Mm mm-hmm Particularly strong vulture. Yes. You know, I like the last vultures that came out. They're pretty good. Yeah. The, I play a lot of Sinister Six, so uh Yeah. I know that apparently the Prime has a lot of meta potential. There's a Prime? There's a Prime Vulture. What? Yeah. Is that why people I thought people I, I've read that around and I'm like, is there really a vulture out there? Yeah. It's apparently uh very powerful when you combine it with the uh Doctor Octopus arms object. Is it really? Is it Adrian Tomes? Uh, I'm not sure. It might not the be alter ego. That. I just know it's a vulture. I know it's vulture B. Oh, that's weird. 
Yeah. What if it's MCU one and I never notice? <laughs> <laughs> if only. It could be. Do you... I don't... <laughs> so, um... Yeah, that's about it. That's all I, I gotta talk about it. I think so, too. I think we covered most everything. I mean, I'm I'm hopeful for future movie sets. I, I mean... I'm hoping they do I'm, more movie I'm sets. I'm calling yeah. it right now. Guardians of Galaxy 3 movie set. It's gonna happen. Well, yeah, definitely. They've done all the, all the other ones. Yes. Like, they... That's, like, I think one that, like, sells really good, if anything. I, I, I would believe so. I know I'm gonna buy as much of, like, of it as I can if it if it comes out. Yeah. Also, well, was there a Wonder Woman movie set? No, but they, again, did a Wonder Woman comic set at the oh, same time. Oh, at the same time. Yeah. You just said... Yeah. They didn't do one for Aquaman. Nope. They did one for Dawn of Justice. Dawn of Justice. Uh, BVS. No, no, they did one for Justice. BVS. Yeah, for for Batman versus Superman, but Donna not Justice. but not a Justice League one. Uh, Batman v Superman, Donna Justice. Yes, yes. You have to say the full title, which or I, I don't understand. <laughs> which I got a lot of that set too. I I like the idea of that set. I think I mostly liked the Wonder Woman out of it. Oh yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. And the Aquaman was good too. And the goons. And the look of the pieces. I liked the look of the pieces. Oh, the uh, Batman was... Oh, the armored Batman yeah, that was, was amazing. Also, the, the regular Batman, I remember. It was pretty good, yeah. There was not a lot of villains to go around in that set. I think there was one villain and then a bunch of goons That's... to reuse the sculpt for. Because you're fi- it's heroes versus heroes. Who's gonna win? You're gonna lose. Whoever wins, we lose. Oh, no. If there's a 1% chance that I could get a chase off this set, then you damn well I will. <laughs> Alfred. <laughs> Remember that part in the movie where he was yelling at Alfred about a hero quest? I do. Yeah. He, he was obsessed. <laughs> Half his bat cave was just shelves and shelves of hero clicks. Oh my god. That would be a great way to integrate it <laughs> into the movies. <laughs> product placement, product placement, product placement. There's a 1% chance I'm getting this chase. Then we have to take it as absolute certainty. Yes. I have to buy the factory, Alfred. I make it makes it sound like Rick and Morty. Oh, like oh, Alfred, we gotta wait, we, we 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 gotta get them hero clicks. Oh, it reminds me of um, uh, when Rick bought the the limited edition uh, uh Nintendo things. Oh yes, we, we, we gotta get this limited edition. They're having, clicks a, they're having a sale, and we could flip them. We could make so much money. We got we we gotta buy these clicks, and we gotta flip them. We gotta sell them on eBay. For ninety dollars, but only in people, the first. People, people want these uh, Captain Marvel hero clicks. Only in the first week of release. After that, they they tank to twenty percent. Oh, that's uh, those. <laughs> okay, I I think we're good. I think this is good. Yes, it's a good place then. Okay, thanks everybody. This is again theme team problems second episode. I hope you liked it. It was better than the last, and we'll come back next week or the week after. We or whenever we have time. Oh, whenever we have time. People have lives. Yeah, that's true. Uh, we don't know. <laughs> uh, well, thank you for listening. Check out... We're going to start a Instagram page. We have our YouTube channel. And we have our podcast right here. So yes. Try to check them all out. And tell your friends. Tell your friends. Theme Team Problems. That might not be the name of the Instagram at the moment, because I just thought about making it. I haven't made it yet. Patent pending. Patent pending. But the... Uh, in the description. YouTube channel it for sure is uh, theme team problems right now. Yes. All right. Thank you. See you later.